Hey guys, this is Colin from Blackjack Apprenticeship, and I'm here with Spartan and Levi Mitch. Thanks, guys, for, for being here. Yeah, no problem. It's uh, cool to have you guys here. So uh, to start out, I want to hear a little bit about your guys' background. So I guess I'll start with you, Levi Mitch, because I think you started playing first. Is that correct? Uh, yep. So tell me how you got into card counting. Well, uh... I used to go to the casino uh, when I was 18. My brother took me there, and you know, we just played slots a little bit. I thought it was pretty cool, the atmosphere, and uh, didn't really know what casinos were like or what gambling was like. And uh, after spending a couple months there, and you know, I, I learned to play blackjack. Uh, it always seemed like I did all right, but uh, then I watched that movie 21. Oh yeah. And then. Uh, <laughs> After that, I mean, it was history. I stopped gambling. Um, I found Blackjack Apprenticeship. I took some time training, playing the pennies on the floor of my apartment. Uh And then, uh, yeah, I saved up some money, kind of. (laughs) uh, Then I started eight months later, just small spread, and built my bankroll from there. But the movie 21's what uh, what got me into it. So what bankroll did you start playing with? Uh, I had a $1,500 bankroll, uh-huh. which was uh, credit. Oh, credit. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, I, had a, I had a credit card, and because... <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't recommend it. Uh, but that was, like, all I could take out, because, you know, I don't have, like, much of a credit history. Yeah. I just, like, worked fast food jobs. So uh, when I learned that I could play with a 6% risk, you know, making 7 bucks an hour, I was like... You know why I make seven bucks an hour doing fast food when I could do this on the side too. Uh-huh. So uh, I actually I did run bad at first. I lost about nine hundred bucks. Wow! And then you know I was very aggressive about staying on a negative count. So like, yeah, I did everything I could uh, as well as I could, and then it turned around. I I made some money, and then uh, after I about doubled my bankroll, and then. I bought myself a car, which I didn't even have at the time. So you still owed the credit card debt? Yeah, yeah, but I paid it back. Okay. So then I bought this uh, cheap car off Craigslist, uh-huh. and I found uh, somebody who actually invested 10k okay. into my play. And how many hours had you played at that point? I like probably 200 hours okay. at uh, low stakes like that. Yep, yep, awesome. Yep. That's cool. So Spartan, uh, how did you get into card counting? Well, uh, I guess kind of following what Levi Mitch said, I, I saw the movie 21 in high school, but for me it was more of like, wow, sweet, that's cool. You know, just Googled yeah, it and saw sure. that it was actually based off of a true story and kind of put it away in my head for the longest time. Just that, that was the point where I understood that card counting was a concept that some people use to gain an advantage over uh, the game of blackjack. Then uh, during... I went to college, I, uh, I studied engineering and, and graduated and got a job, and I guess having like the extra, I, I moved a little bit further away from my friends, so I had a lot of time on my hands on, on the uh, after work, after five, so I was kind of looking for a hobby to do, and um, one of the days, I think I remember, uh, a friend recommended the movie Rounders to me, and it was on Netflix, so I watched that, uh-huh. and 
the uh, after the credits were rolling on that, the next movie that was recommended was Holy Rollers. Okay. And I had, I had no idea what it was about, but you know, I was already I just saw a movie about cards, yeah. and I was like, oh, a documentary about card carding Christians. That sounds oh. interesting. So I let it play, and I started watching it kind of casually. And I think, you know, what what struck a chord with me more on Holy Rollers than the movie Twenty One ever did was how normal uh, everybody was. You know, you weren't. I'm not saying that there weren't some geniuses in, on the church team, but I liked how they just recruited their friends and families. It's yeah. just like if you wanted to join, we'll teach you how to count. Yeah, and it, it kind of that kind of spoke to me a little bit, where it's like, oh, so this is something that's probably not that hard to do yeah so immediately after i was um i was intrigued because i'm sort of the type of person that likes to you know see if i can do something and challenge myself so i right after i saw that i took out a deck of cards and uh, i learned what the counting system was plus and minus and and flipped through the whole deck trying to count it uh -huh. and uh I, I did that a couple times and within the hour i think i started already like subconsciously ignoring you know the neutrals sure and that's when i was like okay so this this thing might actually be possible yeah and if you can uh, if you can graduate with an engineering degree <laughs> you can you can definitely yeah. learn how to count cards oh uh, and, and that's that's something about me in the past too is uh i've been i mean i've been sucked into a lot of stuff i, I do a lot of things but you know I, i've been sucked into some ponzi schemes and, uh -huh. and things like that in the past but for me and my personality type even though I knew something, like, wasn't, you know, didn't seem legitimate, my friends were telling me don't do it, I want to do it for myself and make my own, you know, uh, judgments on it. Uh -huh. So that's the same thing with counting cards. Uh, I had the same treatment from my friends, and, you know, that kind of only just fueled me to do it a little bit harder just to prove them wrong. Uh-huh. So, so you guys both started kind of the first introduction to card counting was 21, the movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about this before we started filming. When you watch it now, because it's back on Netflix, you're saying. Yeah, it's on yeah. Netflix. Um, which is amazingly hilarious. Uh, when you watch it now, what do you, what do you, what do you think? Well, I just bought the movie on Amazon two weeks ago. Uh -huh. I don't know why. I've seen it a million times. Uh -huh. I just wanted to have it, I guess. Uh -huh. uh, so... I'm sorry, what was the question again? What do you, what do you oh, think when you watch it now? Because it was probably, when you're 18 it, and you saw it, it was probably incredible. It was amazing when I saw it. But but now, being a professional card counter, what's it like watching it now? I mean, I think after like a month of learning Blackjack, I'm pretty sure I watched that movie like 10 times, uh -huh. like the first three months, maybe even more than 10 times. I just loved it. But I think after like a month of... Uh, Learning blackjack, I thought it was stupid. Yeah. Now I think it's like extremely stupid. <laughs> I mean, I love the movie. It's just Hollywood. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we actually we watched it last we night for some yesterday. reason. No, yeah. no we yeah, watched it for laugh. We watched it for laughs. It was on <laughs> Netflix. Yeah. He picked it. I'm just. Saying. I watched it two weeks ago. But uh, you know, I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater the night it came out. I've really? seen it once. I saw it opening night. That we came home and filmed a video about it, or whatever, the next day put it on YouTube. So I think I need to watch it again. Uh, yeah, we'll with, watch it tonight. I, I think so. We're, we're actually in Vegas for uh, a blackjack boot camp the next couple of days, and uh, these guys were willing to come uh, hop on a podcast the day before 
I think for the boot camp, we should just watch 21 the movie and be like, there you go, guys. <laughs> yeah. There you have it. Professional car cutting. Well, the best part of that movie is uh, when they're arguing at dinner near the beginning. Uh, Kiana and Jill are arguing that. Jill says, you don't split eights against a face card. It's a sucker play. Yeah. And she says, no, you split it because, you know, it's 16, such a bad hand. And then Mickey, who's like the top dog, he's like, Jill's right. You don't split eights. Again. That's funny. So we missed that when we did our top ten. I know. I can't believe uh, that wasn't on there. Yeah. Well, I might do a new video and and uh, throw that in there. But it's pretty pretty funny because that's actually one of the few <laughs> basic strategy things that most gamblers know is that you always split aces yeah. and eights. It's one of the few ones that everybody can see. I'm telling knows. you, it's a sucker play. <laughs> yeah, just like insurance. Yeah. So, uh, how did you guys? I'll ask you, Spartan. How did you guys meet? Well, uh, I met Levi Mitch about, what was it, a year after you were playing full-time as a professional? Uh, he, I joined... Maybe a little less than that. Maybe a little bit less. So I joined uh, Blackjack Apprenticeship after I saw Holy Rollers. Uh, maybe it was, I'd say it was a week before I molded over and finally decided to pay up yeah. for, the, for the annual cost after I could get any information I could get for free first. Sure. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, but, no, I, I really highly recommend uh, keeping that membership because, for me, I, I for one, have gained very valuable uh, networks through it. And my first one was actually my teammate, uh, Levi Mitch. Uh, after I introduced myself and said I was, uh, you know, from around where – we are. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he he messaged me. He private messaged me that he he was you know nearby and wanted to see if we could meet. And I actually um, didn't really know how to use the forums that well, and I had no idea I had a private message message for the longest time, and because uh-huh. uh, I just used the videos and stuff. So uh, it was a while before I got back to him, but um, once I did, yeah, he gave me his number and. Uh, when I talked to him on the phone, we talked for about an hour, and I, I remember it was like kind of like a relief uh, finally talking to somebody that had the same experiences that I had to understand what I was going through uh, because I, I was fairly new, um, uh, professional at that time, uh, just starting to play at, at the real casinos, and um, it helped a lot uh, having to hear somebody else's voice on the subject of card counting that actually knew what he was talking about Mm -hmm. and uh finally we met up and uh the next day yeah the Uh next day we went to uh, (laughs) we went out of the country yeah for a second uh, (laughs) but uh i guess i was i want to say i was like a a 99 percent professional like a 99 percent card counter i wasn't full 100 percent there yet as, as a perfect counter mm-hmm. um because I, I had a little bit of bugs in, in my game and uh levi mitch he he definitely just you know for no apparent reason just wanted to spend some time with me and, and help me out with my game so for like the next two weeks he brushed up my game and uh this is actually kind of a funny story uh we so I had a replenishable bankroll because of my job, uh-huh. but I only had like two grand in cash. Uh-huh. And we went to this one casino together, <laughs> and I had lost eighteen hundred that night. Uh, and this is fairly this is like the second time I met him. So he goes up and you know goes to 
his dog cage where he kept his money at that time oh, and pulls out cage. yeah it was in your dog it was in uh, your dog cage at that time pulls out you know uh, another I don't even know how much you gave me at that time but he just get, he just gave yeah. me money and you said, asked me for it you were like <laughs> hey can I can I borrow like three grand I'll pay you back tomorrow no you offered I remember and uh, well, because you told me. <laughs> I was under the impression that yeah your bankroll was replenishable that you know i figured you had more on you than 2k <laughs> uh-huh. at the time <laughs> so anyways i had lost 1800 i only had 200 dollars left i borrowed some money from him and uh the next day i got you know i, I got it all back and, and more I, I think i made like five grand from that with my spreads at that time uh-huh. it was just an insane win yeah, and, it's like uh, two by one fifty. Yeah, uh, like true six on a shoe game. Wow. Yeah, just, like, I had like multiple. It. it was unlikely. Split, yeah. yeah, multiple split tens, but I think I mean in all honesty that, that was pretty uh, a lot more due to luck than skill, but I guess uh, <laughs> that sort of impressed uh, Levi Mitch, and we started you know having talks. He also going on. didn't tell me that he wouldn't have been able to pay me back for weeks until like. <laughs> A year after this happened, he's like, you know, I didn't have any more money than that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you knew, you knew he had a job. He had, he had a job. It wasn't. It's uh, okay. I trusted him. We knew each other for so, a week already. So. Well, that was, yeah, yeah. You've known each other for a week. So, well, that was one of the questions I was going to ask: is how difficult was it to trust each other? <laughs> but it sounds like you guys just took the plunge right away. Yeah. When you're both on the same page and you're going on a journey together, you know, learning blackjack and yeah. like you're both passionate about you know making this work in your life like you kind of just assume the trust because you're both in the same place and like you know we kind of both come from places where uh you know we don't have like a ton going on in our lives we're single guys uh and we both found this thing at the same time that we we wanted to make work so i don't know it's kind of we're both in the same situation this is all we really have yeah. So it's like you you have to trust each other because it's like this that's like what our dream was, what we wanted to do and be successful yeah. with. I would say from my perspective, you guys were a little bit lucky that that you found you're both I would say in the time I've gotten to know each of you, you're high character guys, that you both <laughs> happen to meet other high character guys. It, it it could have not ended up as well as it has. So there was maybe a little just like there's a little luck winning 5K on 150 well, max. Yeah. Maybe a little luck that you guys... If you talk to some... I talk to people sometimes who will reach out to me. Or or I will meet at the blackjack tables or something. I've met like three people at this specific casino. Uh-huh. That all kind of... Like... They know how to count. They have big bankrolls, but it's scary. Yeah. And it's like... There are people who you connect with and you talk to and you're like, Okay, yeah, this guy's legit. But that's the kind of stuff you can tell from a phone call usually. Yeah. If I would have called up and he was like super sketchy yeah. or weird or just like it just wouldn't have worked out. Yep. But once you you know, we talk for a while and you get a feel for somebody, you totally. can kinda of tell. Yeah. So I don't know, it's not that weird. I no. I've met like everybody I've been involved with and worked with, I've actually met on Blackjack Apprenticeship Forums. Oh, that's with funny. the exception of like uh two really close friends of mine who I uh-huh. worked with and grew up with. But I've had successful and good relationships with uh, pretty much everybody I've met who's, like, got me to where I am now has been just through forums. That's crazy. So. That's cool. I was talking – this is tangent, but I was talking to Joe748 earlier today, and I said, if someone would have told me 10 years ago that 
because we started Blackjack Apprenticeship nine years ago, so we'll say nine years ago, that uh, the people that would become kind of my friends through Blackjack Apprenticeship, I, I wouldn't have believed it. You know, it's it's pretty fun. We're doing this boot camp, we've got, you know, you guys are around, and SDs and JC Note and, and uh, Joe748, and, and last time we had the Phoenix. It's, it's, uh, it's a blast. For me, but I'm glad that it's been valuable. The people you guys have met too. I mean, that doesn't mean just trust everyone you meet on a forum, but uh, it, it attracts some cool, some cool people. Meeting you at first is cool too, but I, I just wanted to meet Ben Campbell. <laughs> I still haven't met him. I, I'd say yeah, you're right. It's extremely lucky that the very first person that I was in connection to with the Blackjack Apprenticeship forums ended up being my. Uh, you know, co-manager and partner for a number of years now. Um, but I, I mean, uh, just the forums itself, I'd say is, is the best, um, aspect of it's the, the one I'm most apprenticeship because you were saying, I was going to say it's the one I'm most proud of like yeah. the, the, the tone on our mm-hmm. forum, uh, nothing bad against other forums, but I feel like people re- are, are very helpful and encouraging. Yeah. Other uh, forums that, aren't really helpful and encouraging most there are good forums out there but it seems like the good forums are like the private ones between uh yeah. like friends that i know are yeah. involved uh, yes, in really yes. good private forums yeah but like i remember when i was learning blackjack and i'd look at before i bought a membership yeah. i didn't even have the money for a membership when sure. i like the 150 that it cost back then yeah i didn't even have that until yeah. i like saved up for like a month until you maxed out a credit card i was like card. working at taco bell <laughs> like uh actually the membership is the one thing I didn't use a credit card for nice. because we had a plan. Me and some friends were like, we're going to save money for a bankroll. Uh-huh. And it's hard to save money when you don't make any money. Yeah. So, and you have, you know, I never went to college, just yeah. like fresh out of high school and then watched uh-huh. a movie. So, uh, I forgot where I was even going to this now. <laughs> Anyways, as I was saying, thanks for cutting me off there. No um, the, uh, Something that Levi mentioned, I had, I both had in common, is that we understood the power of networking and, mm. and how important and valuable that actually is. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, that's that's way more important than actually like the skill of learning how to count cards. Is if you know how to network, you're gonna meet the right people, and and even if your game's not perfect, uh, you have plenty of people to help you out. And um, I'd say a lot. We've we've had a lot of tangible value that's come from our friendships that we've developed straight through the uh, Blackjack Apprenticeship Forum. So um, even now, you know, I, I'm, we're still scouring through the forums <laughs> as professionals uh, just because we're gaining valuable networks every day with people. And that's something that I encourage a, a lot of people out there to continue doing uh, because I haven't met as much of you guys as I feel like I should have. <laughs> And I'm still looking for uh, more people to meet every day. I would have never made it on my own. Like, I, I, I needed other people, you know. Uh, I'm sure I would have uh, lost my bankroll with, without just having people to, to learn things from or to, to get advice from or, or even just, you know, uh, I think losing streaks kill card counters more than anything else and without other people to be like, oh, yeah, I've been there, you know. So mm-hmm. there's huge value. So, okay, you guys... Me, you start kind of uh, training together, going to casinos together. Did you guys spend much time talking about your your goals, or, or did, was it just coincidence you guys had? So, so Spartan, you 
had a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I mentioned you had a part, part-time job, but did, did you guys early on have a similar goal for card counting? Uh, I guess... It's like we both just wanted to do it. Yeah, we like, just very passionate about it. Yeah. Like, um, I felt like it was it all we had. Uh-huh. You know, like, like I said, we kind of came from a place where, we, you know, we don't have, like, a... Neither of us have, like, a specific direction of, like, where exactly we wanted to go with our lives. But we found this thing that allows us to live this life that, you know, looks cool and, mm-hmm. like, a, we can make money doing it. And just kind of like the uncertainty of like, I don't know, going and going on an adventure where you don't know where it's going to lead, but mm-hmm. you know that it looks pretty sweet. Yeah. So like we're, you know, still I feel like I'm constantly like finding myself through this journey and like finding new goals and where I want to be. Uh, but yeah, once you get used to playing blackjack after that long, it forces you to think about because blackjack can't solve your problems or like. You, you can't, like, really, you know, you can, like, live your dream job through blackjack, but you can't really, like, make all your dreams come true with it, if yeah. that makes sense. So it is, like, kind of like a constant journey uh, of finding, you know, more about yourself and, like, w- what kind of goals you do have and where you want to go with it. And it's great because you can attain that because of the resources blackjack provides you with. Yeah. So, I don't know. We're just, like, I just feel like a kid who got... Yeah, I'm super young, you know. I just got involved with this, and like, it's been amazing. Yeah, since I started. And and a little backstory is uh, when we first met, uh, you know, uh, he helped me out with the games that we had talks on uh, teaming up together. But that that actually didn't happen for another full year. Um, we had decided just to go separately. Um, I, I just wanted to see how I would do on my own first. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kept in contact, and we still maintain good friendships. But um, that helped me a lot to grow as a player, just struggling on my own and, yeah. and trying to figure things out for myself. So that by the time we decided that there's no reason to put it off anymore, and, and decided to team up because we were just so uh, so much in contact with each other at that point, and you know we, we learned to trust each other uh, just because. Uh, I guess the similar passion that we had in the game, um, we teamed up, and uh, the moment we teamed up, we went through probably one of the worst bankroll experiences that I- I've seen so far. And uh, me personally, I was losing quite quite a bit, and that was during the time that I decided to quit uh-huh. my full time job. Wow. Uh, originally, the plan was let's close a couple bankrolls, yeah. see how things go, and then uh, I'll quit my job and, and do this full time, but. Um, I just felt like I, you know, I wanted to put more into the team, and that's where my all my attention was going towards. And I wasn't really paying attention at work anymore, and just wanting to go out and, and work, and you know, go to my real job in the casinos. Yeah. So I made a conscious decision uh, when we were just lost like half our bankroll to go out and quit my job and uh, traveled with Levi Mitch for about a month that the we day, just traveled around the, the country. The day quit his job, I was like, do you want to go on a trip? We left for a month. We, it was like 8,000 miles. That's awesome. Just like, you know, we were both like, let's just make this a fun trip. You know, yeah. uh, let's not worry about hours and uh, 
let's not be stressed, you know, let's just go enjoy ourselves and like see what happens, you know, and try and make some money in the, while we're doing it. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what it was. It was like a great trip. It was the first long trip that we took together. We went all across the country from the north, south. Mm-hmm. We, I guess we didn't really go east, but we went all over the place. And uh-huh. That was really good too, going on that trip. Um, we just work well together. That's awesome. So how did you guys, what were the logistics for a joint bankroll? The logistics? Well, how, how did you guys decide how you're going to split the money or hours or? Oh, well, okay. You guys uh, like say, oh, we'll each invest <laughs> equal amounts or? At first, that's kind of how we did it. Like uh-huh. we kept things equal. And then, you know, we just split things up by EV and AV. It was easy with fewer people and equal investments, but things have to change as you go through different swings with the game and different amounts invested in more people. It's been like, you kind of have to like learn as you go what works best and come up with something for your situation. Yeah. So yeah. In, in the beginning, it was just, let's all pull in equal amount of money. Uh-huh. And uh, play blackjack. That, yeah. that was it. That was yeah. our. We had no uh, contracts, no team sure. manual, no uh, just any kind of uh, structure at all. Yep. Um, we kind of just decided on the fly. You know what kind of spreads that we'd be using, and uh, uh, you know one thing we did get right at least is we were very uh, detailed on our record keeping. Uh-huh. Um, but our team has evolved from that point on from every fire that we had to put out every thing that you know we learned as we went along to the point that where we have right now um so before we get to where your team's at now um okay you quit your job you guys head out on a what was it six thousand mile eight thousand mile uh road trip playing blackjack it starts out very poorly but by the end of the 8,000 miles yeah we did good on that trip you did good uh, actually it was really annoying because the trip was fun we did fun stuff too like we rented yeah. jet skis on the coast and like we we did stuff like that that was fun we got some good comps and like enjoyed ourselves and we were making money too so like the first pretty much like the first three quarters of the month were amazing like we just traveled and kept going like we were making money we worked a lot on like uh doing team play like spotter bp stuff um yeah we did great and then we on our way home we're like oh let's stop through this one place that's kind of in the middle of nowhere and uh then i dumped personally in one day half of everything that we made wow at like a small max bet too because the limits were too low yeah so yeah, with a with a max bet smaller than we were even playing normally, I dumped like so like half the money that we made wow. back after you know we put in all these hours yeah. on this trip and like yeah that was really annoying. But then uh, when we were almost home, uh, the car broke down and we ended up getting stuck in this little town that had a casino and the, the game wasn't very great. And, you know, I played there several times, but it's just not worth, like, it's not worth it for us, really, with this, with the limits and, and like, the, you know, 
the rules, rules of the game. Yeah. So, uh, but we figured, you know, since the car was broke down, we we're stuck there anyway. We couldn't really work something out because we were still too far from home for like someone to come get us. Yeah. So we we're really like, you know, screw it. Let's just let's just go to the casino. So our mechanic drove us to the casino, uh-huh. like a couple <laughs> miles away. He got like these two two dogs in the back of his truck. <laughs> Did you tell him you're just like, oh, we just want to play some blackjack? Yeah, yeah, we told him. He's, okay. We're we're pretty open. Yeah. You know about it because in reality. Uh, usually it doesn't really matter to me to let other people know what I do. Uh-huh. Um, people think it's interesting. So I'm pretty open about it with strangers if they ask. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he thought it was super cool. He's like, go win some money, guys. And so he drops us off at the casino. And uh, we actually ended up being stuck there for several days because there was, like, he had to order these parts, and there was, like, a bunch of problems. Every time it got fixed, it wasn't really fixed. So we just got stuck there. And during the time we were stuck there, we were we uh, learned something about the game that we were playing uh-huh. and another way to attack it. And so we spent a lot of time focusing on that. And uh, I, I think we grew a lot from that uh, in terms of, like, what's possible. Yeah. Because before we were stuck in, like, you know, just card county mode like we just have this is what we do but then when we found this uh other thing it really like made us think more about uh you know when we're going to casinos we thought a lot more about blackjack and the way that we can do things so and we actually did win a bunch of money back while we were there also and got better conditions because of befriending dealers and stuff like that so it actually ended up being sweet that the car broke down nice so Okay, so one of the questions I want to ask you guys is beyond the initial uh, having someone else to train with or talk with or, or even grow a bankroll with, what has kept you guys working together now that uh, I'm assuming you each have plenty of money to bankroll yourselves at a high EV level, correct? Yeah. yeah. So wh- why, what's kept you guys teaming up? The biggest thing for me is the hours aspect because I, I do some other things too. And, you know, there's a lot of casinos I can't play blackjack at, so I really have to travel to play. Uh-huh. Um, so if I'm playing by myself and bankrolling myself, I, I don't know if I could go and play three, 400 hours or sometime what's needed, you know, on bad runs. And I, I just don't, I like sharing, I like sharing the experience with everybody else. And uh, it's just easier to have other people with you uh, to go through the ups and downs and uh, to reach the long run faster, I think, is really important for myself. Um, but, yeah, that's why. So it's, it's, for you, it's uh, part of it's the financial or variance aspect, yeah, I, but, but part of it's the, the shared experience of, of being on a team. What, what would you say, Spartan? Uh, I, I have to say it. Uh, not to get a little sappy here. <laughs> no, please like, don't. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really hard to find somebody that you can completely trust. And that's that's a valuable uh, asset to me and something that I'm not really willing to trade for anything. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think just the experiences that Levi, Mitch, and I have gone through together and uh, some of the, <laughs> the stresses and, and just... When, 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 you're, when you're at your worst time, uh, just financially and personally in your lives you, you have to figure out 
people's true characters. We have each other's backs. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know, we went through that. So I, I could say beyond a doubt that you know Levi Mitch is somebody that I trust wholeheartedly, and I think that we work very well together. Um, he's more of a he, um, he. He networks very well with other people and uh, finds contacts pretty easily, and and just a very trusting person. Um, the majority of our team is made up of people that he's scouted himself, whereas my uh, value comes more from the uh, the numbers aspect and, and record-keeping, uh, setting up the structure of the team. Uh-huh. So uh, it, it works really well, and, and we're, we both have practiced numerous hours uh, with each other so that we know you know our games, without a doubt, is Pretty on par. Sure. I'm pretty sure my laptop still has Windows XP. <laughs> no, it's so. it's cool, you know, uh, in the time I've gotten to know each of you, that there's different strengths you bring, and that, that can be a huge uh, huge asset to having someone else that, that has a very different skill set than yourself. So, so I don't know if I'm jumping ahead too far forward, but uh, you guys at at some point decided to take on other players. How did, how did you guys come, come to that decision? Oh, we actually had, so there's some parts kind of left out of the story. Like I said, I had somebody invest in me Mm -hmm. that wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, that wasn't, wasn't uh, it Uh, wasn't me either. No, it wasn't you. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately. No, it was, uh, it was a good friend of mine, but uh, we both had other people who like kind of went along in this journey with us while we were getting started. Not people who knew what they were doing, but people who were learning at the same pace as us. So like, I had a friend who, you know, my brother took me to the casino, but I had a good friend, and we would always go to the casino like after that because you know she was friends with my brother too. So uh, she, like she learned and trained along with me. Uh, she didn't know what she was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. We just, uh-huh. like, that. that is, like, the one thing I did have and that he had as well is somebody who, like, we trained along with, like, but at the same level of learning. They didn't, yeah. we didn't bring each other anything, like, uh, any knowledge or anything like that. I forget the question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, how did you guys come to the decision to take well, on other players? I think I could answer that a little bit more clearly. Uh, long story short... It really just happens. Yeah. You don't really. We weren't out looking for players, uh, and it wasn't even really that players were were looking for us. It's just you know you meet somebody, um, and uh, you know one one of the things that we look for uh, mainly our, our real the the highest criteria for for joining the team and working together is your character as a person and also how well. You uh, you mesh with us because there have been uh, there are a couple players who who weren't definitely weren't the best players that we've seen but we knew that their characters aligned with ours and that you know it, it would only take a couple weeks uh, to train them to our standards so um, it kind it kind of just happens we meet somebody that uh, we think would work well with us uh-huh. um, we don't even really it. it it's not like we were recruiting them or they asked. It, it just kind of sort of happens. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty pretty organic. There's yeah. people I've met on our team now where it's just immediately like, yep. 
So, so uh, one of the other things I was, I was wondering from from you guys, I, I probably answered this myself in various ways, but what are some of the surprises of this job? What are some of the surprising things that you've learned along along the way, whether okay. it relates to casinos or blackjack or or even outside of that? I just want to say casinos are psycho. <laughs> like you think, okay, there's like a level of. I understand they need to protect what they got going on, you know, and we're trying to take their money. It's fine if they back us off or whatever. Yeah. But, like, the measures casinos will go to to, like, stalk you, and, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And, like, the way they can act when they're uneducated, even casinos that are educated, the way that they can act toward you or that they do act toward you does not make any sense as to why they would even be acting that way. Yeah. Uh, on the other end, sometimes people may seem like that, and then they completely turn around and open up. I've had uh, so I guess like the relational aspect between card counters and casinos is yeah. one of the most interesting things ever. Yeah. Like a few days ago, I was in the middle of absolute nowhere, and uh, I had to give like a thirty-minute seminar on counting cards to this casino. <laughs> like the security guard who is trespassing me, the manager. This is, like, a tiny, low-limit casino. The game's, like, nothing yeah. for us. So, like, I didn't care they were trespassing me, but they were trying not to let me back in when I needed to cash out some more. Yeah. And I had this big mess, so I had to ask to talk to the manager. And so, basically, she didn't she didn't understand, like, what it was at all. They just thought I was a cheater. When I told her I was counting cards, she's like, you know, just as I suspected you're a cheater, and I had to tell her, like, no, that's not how it works, like... A lot of us guys have families, and, you know, like, we're yeah. not out to get you. You know, like, it's nothing personal. So I talked to her in the security yard, like, forever about how it works. And by the end of the conversation, they were like, wow, that's really cool. Uh-huh. And the security guard, he, who was, like, my, like, he was really young. He's like, oh, I just watched 21 last week. That's so <laughs> cool. This is the guy who's, like, you know, hating me at first and... But, yeah, I'd say they're, like, the relational aspect. But I get a kick out of it, though. I think, like, I like talking to them about it. And, uh, I don't know, just, you can have have some, like, cool things happen from getting to know people who work in casinos. And, uh, and I don't know, I just want to leave a good reputation for any future card counters who go through there and... No, that's know. that's cool because uh, how we treat casinos will have an impact on the next generation. There's been casinos I've treated really poorly too. Yeah. Yep. If I'm losing and I'm getting backed off every five seconds and I'm getting trespassed after dumping a ton of money, you know, they like they let you play all day. Yeah. And then you dump like tens of thousands of dollars, and then they're like, you know, they aggressively trespass you yep. after they're your best friend all day. Yep. Stuff like that bothers me after a while. No kidding. So I have to make, like, a really conscious effort now to just keep cool. And, like, you know, that's tough. But yeah. I'm getting better at it as time goes on so you get used to it. But So going back to what you said about how you said casinos are psycho. Yes. <laughs> I've been thinking about this, uh, that in uh, – Right now, it's August 2017. In June of 2017, casinos in the U.S. made $3.3 billion in June. How much do you think Advantage players as a whole hurt casinos in the month of June? 
like in in the U.S. Like a million dollars, couple maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> in one month. Yeah, counting cards, uh, maybe a million. Yeah, probably probably not. I, I feel like that puts in. I'm I'm not saying they shouldn't back off card counters, but but the level of aggression does not match the reality of of the threat. You know, it's not like we're. It's not like they even feel. They probably. Spend more on like Luxor's light that shoots into the sky. It probably costs more money than card carriers affecting casinos in Vegas that and month. They act like it's like personally their money too. Yeah, yeah. This this lady who I had to like negotiate with to get back in to like cash out this money I had. She even after I explained to her and she she starts realizing okay I'm I'm not like a dangerous criminal who's gonna come back and kill them if they don't let me play blackjack. She uh, she still asks me. She goes. So, how much did you take from us? I'm yeah. like, I'm pretty sure like I lost a grand or something. Yeah. Like I, she's like, but you cashed out, you know, fifty one hundred. I was like, yeah, that was like a, the buy in or less. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. But on the flip side, I, I personally, I've had, uh, I had a head of surveillance. She said if I was coming through town, she'd put me up, me and my family up in a hotel because she wanted to buy me a meal and just talk to me and, and kind of share with me the personal side of their side of it. And, and we had a really good conversation. She met my kids and she was really nice. So I can attest to both, both sides. Spartan, what, what would you say? I, well, on that subject, yeah. uh, I, I kind of still see their point on it. Cause let's be honest, if they did let us play, all APs would be multimillionaires right now. <laughs> but do they have to be so, so, harsh or so cruel um no no I've, I've had a lot of bad experiences and i i always comment too on the ones that that give me a a, a good experience or treat me yeah uh, favorably for, yeah i just thank say thank you for not yeah treating us like crap thanks yeah. a lot you know we get the rules yep uh, as soon as you tell us to stop playing we stop playing and that's that's all there is that has to be just let us cash out let us leave i've told you what i got what i started doing later in my career that seemed to really help is as soon as they would start to back me off, I'd say, I'm sorry, I hope I didn't do anything wrong. Like, that one, think about that that one sentence seemed to de- seems to diffuse the situation, you know? Because I think they're actually as afraid of the back off, or they're as emotionally charged as you are. Mm-hmm. And if you... I basically... It's like, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take one for the team, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they're freaking out. If I just say, hey, I'm sorry, I hope I didn't do anything wrong, they, they, it seems to take it down. There's down so down. many times, like... That's actually the phrase. That's the actual phrase, I think, because I've heard you say that yeah. a lot. Yeah. That's, like, what I think of, like, in the pre-back-off time where they're, I know they're about to back me yeah. off. I think of, like, saying that. But there's other times where I really want to be like, but did you catch my other eight guys here? <laughs> so that surveillance has to, like, freak out and, like, they have to watch everybody. I, I don't say that normally because a lot of times, like, I do have other people. Yeah. Uh, so... Oh, I also... So if you're listening to this surveillance, watch out for the other eight people. Yeah, watch out. Uh, <laughs> next time I get backed off, though, if it's a bad one and I'm alone, then I'm going to be like... I, I really want to go up to the guy at another table and be like, all right, man, they got it. Yeah. Let's go and just see what happens. <laughs> Only at a casino that, like, freaks out, though. Yep. Quick, quick funny story. I was uh, in this middle-of-nowhere casino a couple weeks ago, and... I got backed off, and the guy next to me goes, I had been playing with him for about an hour, 
And the only reason I got backed off is because a gaming commission officer from this area happened to be walking through the casino, and he recognized me from the night before, and he told the casino, hey, that guy got backed off at this place the other day. Uh You can decide to let him play if you want, or you can back him off. So, of course, they backed me off, and this guy next to me goes, wait, you can't play here anymore? I was like, no, they really don't like you playing if you have a chance of winning. And he goes... That's that's so stupid. I'm gonna take my money to a different casino. <laughs> I said, dude, they're all the same. That's funny. But it was it was pretty funny. He's telling his friends. I saw him at the buffet like 20 minutes later. He comes <laughs> up with his friends and he's like, dude, that's not fair at all. I can't believe that. It's it's not nice. Yeah. Spartan, anything else? Any other kind of life lessons or? Yeah. Well, going back to the question about um, just biggest surprises yeah. in my career, uh, I'd have to say like there's just it, it was an eye-opener, like, once I graduated from being a perfect player to, to realize there's so much more to uh, counting cards than uh, counting cards. Because uh-huh. <laughs> if you look like a robot just sitting down, and, and which is something that I did within you know my first months playing, is I just mechanically pushed out bets as fast as I could and uh, made every decision in a split second. That looks fine if you know your top bet is low but once you get into the higher limits that makes you stand out really fast mm. so then you begin to learning that there, there are other factors that have a direct impact on your TV. um learning you know the how to you know not just play the cards but play the people yeah that, that, that are in there and keeping your eyes open as an advantage player and not having a like a cookie cutter mentality towards the game of you know, okay, well, the, you know, I'm going to count cards, sit down, bet this much, and, and, and you know, when the count's high and, and make all these playing decisions. I mean, that's that's just the basics yeah. of what we do. We keep our eyes open for almost anything that we can see at the casino that we can take advantage of. Uh, I know, Colin, you mentioned before that you took advantage of uh, the... Uh, the coupons that were in a yeah. calendar one time. I yep. mean, there's there's so much other advantage plays that you can make in a casino um, on top of what you're already doing counting cards. So uh, I learned to just start keeping my eyes open for opportunities and being open to other things. In our really early days, there there was a casino. Uh, you've maybe heard of it, Tulalip Casino. Yes. Uh, but it was their old building. It was before they they built the newer one. So this was this was like when I was first training. But um, they they had like a deli and they had milk and bananas and apples and stuff like that. So we would like use our comps basically for groceries. You know, <laughs> like we could have gotten a greasy yeah. burger or whatever. But it was like, why not just you know stock up on groceries for the week and you know it's like. At the time, it just seemed like, you know, now it's, oh, it saved 10, 15 bucks, but gosh, it was it was just another little advantage play. Yeah, here's a little story. Uh, there, there's another casino that Levi, Mitch, and I were on uh, in our month-long trip. Uh, we played so many hours there that week that um, they had a they had a, a raffle promotion um, for, for that week where it was, it was a cash drawing. And it was dependent on how many points you accumulate on your on your player's card. And because of how long that we were able to play there, we ended up getting backed off. But uh, they were having the raffle drawing that day. And, and we took a look because they had a physical 
cage where all the raffle tickets were printed off. And between the two of us, from our level of play, we had a good chunk we of had those like three thousand out of four thousand like <laughs> raffle tickets. Oh my Maybe gosh. not that much. We yeah. no, we probably had like a thousand out of four thousand uh-huh. in there. And I remember going to the the players club and asking, "Do I have any entries?" And their printer spits it out like uh-huh. physical tickets right there. And they were just blown away, like, what's yeah. happening? Because it just didn't stop. <laughs> yeah. So. Do you know what the total EV of the whole day of raffle I mean, was? It, they did a $500 drawing every yeah, they, every it, hour. Mm-hmm. And there was multiple drawings. And uh, it just, you know, we, we didn't do the exact math on yeah. it. But we figured that there's a really good chance that we're going to win one of them. So yeah. even though we were backed off, we decided to stick around for the day. Yeah. Um, so we stuck around for like I think no we stuck around for all of them it didn't go like every hour of the day uh-huh. but I mean the EV is probably like a hundred bucks for how many tickets we had in okay. there but still I mean yeah you know we didn't really have much other to do other yeah. than go look for other casinos but I, I almost missed it we were we were eating at this restaurant outside um, oh this yeah is a, uh-huh. this is a place in your uh-huh. area. Uh, so we were eating at this restaurant outside. My phone's on one percent. So I <laughs> got. I mean, Spartan's got like this uh, portable charger in his car. So I'm like, I'm gonna go grab that charger. I'll be right back. So while my phone is on one percent, I get a phone call, and it's my host, and she's like, "You got called for the drawing. Where are you?" And we're like outside, as far <laughs> away from the players' club as you can get. She said, "You have one minute to get here because it's a three-minute timer." I ran as fast as I could up the stairs through the casino, and I made it two seconds before they were calling oh. a different name. The timer was on two seconds, so that was pretty sweet. Spartan actually gave me an extra hundred nice. because of my because uh, I ran your hustle, my <laughs> yeah. hustle. Because uh, awesome. he, he just showed up to me and gave me my half of the cash, and he's just breathing hard, and I'm like, <laughs> "Were you running?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah." So I just gave him an extra hundred. I was like, "That's awesome." You did all the work for this. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so what are, what are you guys' long-term goals? I think both of us are still kind of trying to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, some goals that I have, I'd like to buy a house. Uh-huh. Um, right now I have low living expenses and a good size bankroll. So, uh, eventually, um, I'd like to do music in some form for mm-hmm. a living. Uh, but right now... My plan is to kind of save up as much as I can and then uh, use those resources to really pursue that hard when the time comes. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. That's, kind of, that's like my goal. I don't have like an exact yeah. uh, plan for how I'm going to do it, but that's what I'll do eventually for money. But for now, uh, I'm happy doing this and financially, this is my best option right now. Yep. So Awesome. Spartan? Yeah, I'd have to say... Um that's something that I'm still figuring out too right now. And it's something that everybody should figure out also uh, because counting cards could get kind of dull over the years. And, uh, you know, sometimes you, you want to look for an exit strategy. But I'm still very thankful for what that this business and, and what this has allowed me to give me the time to uh, focus on other things. And, uh, you know, my biggest goal getting out of college and starting my first you know corporate job was to not have to work for anybody and that's something that I accomplished within my first year of yeah. getting out of college so uh, that's something to be proud about and 
Uh, I guess for now, it's just um, looking to build a foundation on our team that we started and to be able to bring value to you know ourselves and, and the people that we work with and allow them to live life on their own terms, um, which is something we pretty much have right now. So yeah. just keeping that going. Awesome. I'm glad I never have to make another Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> you won't make me a Crunchwrap Supreme? I don't... Okay, I mostly did like the cashier stuff because I'm not the best at making food. But you're good good with numbers. Mm, <laughs> actually, I failed math in high school, so if I could go back and tell my teachers now, like, hey, guess what? I can add and subtract and divide. <laughs> I mean, they'd probably be pretty proud. So maybe you'll maybe. get that chance. <laughs> awesome. Any any closing? You know. Uh, advice or, or thoughts that, you, that you'd like to impart to the uh, BJA community? I, I'd have to say, uh, and I mentioned this before, is not to underestimate the power of networking. Uh, because, like you mentioned, Colin, uh, it's extremely hard to do something like this on your own. And even if it's just one connection that you have that you're able to vent out about getting yeah. backed off or, or something, you know, about a losing streak. Um, it, it's, you know, it's a lot better to do it uh, with somebody that actually understands what you're going through. I mean, I, you know, you do have your family and friends that could understand and, you know, give you a pat on the back, but it, it's a lot different when you have somebody that's an actual uh, professional card counter, advantage player that knows what you're going through and able to talk you through it. And even for that, um, just having people that you have on your, on your phone to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. One of my best friends, he's a uh, full-time blackjack player. Uh, he's not on our team, but, um, he's on the forum. If, if he's who I'm thinking of, did just, I just, just got on the forum. Yep. Yep. Did I meet him? Yeah. You yep. met him uh, yep. last month or one, a couple months ago. I don't even know what time is anymore. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, we talk on the phone all the time, just complaining to each other yeah. or like talking about how cool something is. But like, yeah, just to be able to like, like Spartan said, just being able to relate to somebody uh, is valuable. I'd say if you're getting into this full time, uh, be prepared to give up a lot uh, in order to do it because it's with the back offs and. Uh, you're going to have to travel and you're going to have to, like I said, just kind of give up a lot of things. Um, but try to get people to go along with you and, you know, work together to do great things together and to help each other live, you know, the life that you want. So that's awesome. That's what I would say. Cool. Thanks guys. Uh, I appreciate you taking some time to share a bit of your story. I'm sure people are going to enjoy it. And, uh, it's fun for me to hear a bit more of your guys' story. I'm looking forward to catching up and hearing how things are going down the road. Uh, we got Joe 748 <laughs> taking a nap behind us while, <laughs> while we're recording this. Any questions you have for them before before we end this? Um. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm going to take that as a no. Awesome. Well, uh, we'll... Uh, put this up on the site as soon as it's ready i'll let you guys listen to it and uh thanks so much for being a part of part of this podcast yeah thanks for having us good night joe